Hi, Dr. Brett Hill here. It's back to school time, and one thing us parents don't want is kids coming home complaining of sore feet. The flat, wide, and flexible shoes in the Vivo Barefoot Kids range is the perfect fit for your child's feet to grow up healthy and strong the way they're designed to. And the great news, the Wellness Couch listeners can get 30% off the Vivo Barefoot range until the 1st of February 2016. All you have to do is go to www.souldistribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch. That's S-O-L-E distribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch and enter the code the wellness couch. Vivo Barefoot, the original barefoot shoe since 2003. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. Brett, you and I, no Damien. And uh, I know. You know, Damien's been away more often than not in 2016. So at least I'll take this right now because uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll be away at some point <laughs> later in the year. But well, uh, the stats are in your favor. Yeah, the stats are in my favor this year so far. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking all the credit for so far, so far in January. You're, you're the most reliable podcaster on the wellness guys in 2016, Lawrence. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so Brett, you know, it's been interesting. Um, you know, we've just uh, gone through a uh, great holiday season and hope that you uh, had a great time with your family and and I had some great uh, family time with mine. And one of the key so things, good. one of the key things that we hear often about, uh, in, you know, through Facebook messages and, and posts, and especially when we did the Wellness Summit, um, you know, I'm really excited about the Wellness Summit this year because uh, for the first time, we we really started to um, you know get tracks, massive tractions this early on. We had a, a huge um, influx of people buying tickets. You can't buy tickets right now, but there was a, a big sale that we had just before Christmas. Which Sold out great. our first round of tickets before Christmas. Yeah, that was, it was insane. Awesome. It was great. So I'm looking forward to it. But you know, like. When we get up there and, and uh, people always ask, our, you know, where do we get started? How do we get started? And most of you who have been listening to the show probably know a little bit of backstory. But for those of you new to the show, this is your first episode, you might not know it. But one of the things that I know at the Wellness Summit is that we often get asked is that, you know, I want to teach. I want to be able to do sort of what you do or at least some version of it. And sometimes it's about helping, you know, like you said, you know, going out to be like Tony Robbins and going out there and speaking to masses of thousands of people, or sometimes it's just helping one person, you know, how do I help the, my family member? And, you know, it's been really interesting to see it, I reckon, as the Wellness Summit has evolved, because we've done it over a number of years now. I'm not sure, three, four, five, however many years it's been. And uh, and what's happened is people who – there have been people who have come to each of those summits. And, and some of those people who started out in the first summit on their own personal journey have now then been able to, as they've gone forwards with that, now use their own personal journey to start influencing others. Like you said, whether that's friends and family or what's phenomenal I found at the last summit was the amount of people who started a wellness-based business based on that and and they said to us you know it started for me at the wellness summit you know i made those changes and then i started wanting to help other people and share this message and and you know it just becomes a, a bigger and bolder thing so it's so cool as you said going to the summit and hearing all of those stories is just the coolest thing and just buzzes me out every year that we get to do it it's such a pleasure yeah, it's 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 a fun fun thing to do, and it's always uh, a, a great opportunity to be able to, you know, help people. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's it, it, it's about helping people, right? It's about serving others, and I think, uh, it, you know, you can't be happy. I was, I was uh, listening to a podcast and we were talking about the definition of happiness, and happiness is not just about, um, you know, achieving a goal. 
like just achieving that goal because it's just temporary, mm. but it's actually the joy. And I thought this was one of the best definitions, the joy of pursuing a goal. And one of the things is about, you know, the process. So it's in, actually in the process, not in the end goal of, you know, getting, you know, you know, a certain amount of money income or getting, you know, uh, you know, a particular toy or whatever it is. It's about actually the process of actually achieving something. And one of the things I think is really important for us to get happiness in humankind is one is to recognize yourself, like, you know, being able to best version, being the best version of yourself by the end of your life. And number two is to be always have happiness. Oh, in terms of helping others. I mean, those are the two key yeah. factors in happiness. And I thought that's one of the best definitions I've ever heard. And if you look at about helping others, sometimes it's, it's not about trying to help thousands and millions of people. Not always. So some, some people have that ambition. Some people just want to help the local community or some people just want to help their family members. And that how you help, you know, one person is the same as you, how you help a, a million people. It does start with you, I think. And I, I, I talked about this in the wellness summit maybe about two years ago. Um, is that you can't, learn to help others until you learn to help yourself you have to lead yourself first because you're the most important person if you're a leader like technically speaking you need to learn to lead yourself first if you can't follow your own advice then what's the point how is it actually um it's actually going to be contradictory to to actually help someone else using the same advice if you can't even follow it yeah, absolutely, and and it may, you have to then question the advice as well, don't you? Like if it's right. if it's if it's not making it easy enough for you to be able to follow it, for you to be able to do it and make it work, then then there's a problem there, and it might not be that the advice is not right. You know, you may be telling people the right things to do, or you may be telling yourself the right things to do, but there's a problem there somewhere with delivery, with implementation, with you know somewhere along the chain of events where you know if you haven't made it easy enough and and you know, right so that people can do it successfully and succeed at it or so that you can do it and succeed at it, then there's a problem in there somewhere that you need to start looking at. Mm, that's that's right. So I think the first advice I you know have anybody who actually has and wants to embark to help anybody else. Just say we'll, we'll take a, a, a small group. Just say it's a family member first. I think it's like I said, the first thing to do is is to figure out wh- how do you need to how like do you actually have that problem yourself? And if you have and you haven't fixed it, I think fix that problem first before you actually teach someone else. But mm. um, the thing is that what's unique about this. Um, expert space or just being able to help someone else is that you have a unique journey. You know, so Brett, you, you have lived your life based on your experiences and your education and your interest. And I have, you know, although we are both chiropractors and so is Damien, the three of us have had very, very different journeys and through how we got there or how we got to this yeah. space right now. Um, we, Absolutely. you know, I grew up in Canada. Um, you grew up here in Australia and that's in, in itself, you know, having the territory, even though we're both Commonwealth countries, um, in and of itself, like the way we studied, how we studied, um, being, you know, being, uh, Asian and also from a race, from a Chinese background, I have specific things that has happened to my life or, you know, have been taught to me and, and through my heritage that has shaped who I am um, based on my parents. And so is, uh, so have you. And so the thing is that just recognize that all of you, right? All, every single one of you um, as a listener has that opportunity uh, to be able to help someone through your uniqueness. And I think that's and, really important to, to grasp. And that kind of comes to the next thing I was going to ask you about, Lawrence, is, you know, we've just said that you have to have something that you've been able to overcome. You know, you've been able to work on yourself first and been able to succeed at that. But the, the flip side of that is, I guess, is how do you know when you know enough? You know, how do you know when you're good enough? Because I think a lot of people feel like, uh, you know, that they don't know enough or they're not good enough to be able to help other people or that, you know, that they shouldn't be sh- helping other people because they're not perfect yet themselves. And I think that's a mistake as well, isn't it? You know, you, you need to understand, as you just said, that 
you do have your own personal journey. You have stuff that you've learned that would be beneficial to other people. I remember, you know, I used to, we, we used to do the, the business of wellness coaching course. And I used to help people, you know, becoming experts in that area. And, and we'd say to them, you know, as long as you know something that can help that other person, then, then that's all you need to have. You know, you just need to have some information that you've done that's worked for you that you've been able to use that you can share with someone else. You know, just like you would at a family barbecue where, you know, you're sitting around talking to someone about what they eat. And you're able to impart information onto them, which, you know, there may be others out there who have more information than you on that particular area. But if you have more information than the person you're speaking to, then you're able to impart some wisdom on them and you're able to help them in that way as well. So, you know, how do you know when enough is enough, Lawrence? I, I don't think the, the, the short answer is that you never know enough because this world has too much information. There's no way you can actually know it all. Like no, no single person can be an expert at everything. It's impossible. Um, I, I think anyways, it's just, that's just my opinion. And I think the most important fa- uh, fact here is that you have to be a constant learner. Like you have to be willing that this is a, a, a growth that this year yeah. you're going to learn more than last year and the year before that. If you learn as much as you can and all of a sudden, you know, teach and then you never learn anymore, then two things will happen one you'll be outdated and number two is that your students or the people that you know are listening to you will surpass you because they're learning at a faster rate the thing has the you know as a practitioner you know we'll take practitioners specifically you know as practitioners or doctors or you know we what we typically do is that we we go to university and we go to school and we learn x you know xyz and then we come out having a degree and we're thinking that that's enough Right. But a lot of us and and this, yeah. is you know, especially pre social media and pre Internet days is that we learned enough. And sure, we had to get, you know, CPD points and all stuff every single year. But the thing is that we don't learn anymore. And what happens is that you become outdated because, the t- you know, the the uh, the 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 research, the scientific research, the, the things we know about food and, and exercise and all that stuff has changed rapidly over time. And if you don't keep up with that, uh, it's going to be very difficult for you to stay as an expert in that field. Now, especially now, though, especially in the Internet age, what happens is that you're, you know, the patients, especially the clients and, you know, you could be listeners. You probably know more than your doctor. I can guarantee you, you probably know more about <laughs> your problem or your, you know, your thing than your doctor does. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, you know, as a, as a, as a practitioner, I, I accepted the fact that I didn't know every single condition that's out there because that's not my job. You know, my job mm. as a chiropractor wasn't to know every single condition out there. My job was to be able to serve based on my skills and skill sets and what I'm able to do. However, it doesn't mean that you're, you have access to information. Doesn't mean I don't have the same access to information. You have to be constantly learning. So the question is, when is it enough? Well, it's never enough. And that's the, that's the answer. Never is never enough. And you got to constantly go out there and teach. The thing is, is that you also got to remember, you're not trying to teach people who are, who know more than you. You're trying to, you're, you know, most of Mm -hmm. us are teaching people who don't know as much and they want, you want them to elevate to your level as best as you can and learning through your experiences. And every single one of you has the uniqueness about you that, that, that is, that is needing to get out. Everybody has a message, I believe. And this is just my fundamental belief about humankind that every single one of us has a message. It doesn't have to be a health message. It just means that they have a message to share. And, it, the, our, our job as a human being is to be able to show that and shine each individually. And it might be to one person or it might be to a million or a billion people. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's your responsibility. No one else's. It's not my responsibility, not Brett's responsibility. It's your responsibility to take the ownership that you have a gift. And that gift needs to be unleashed, I guess, if you want to say. And 
And the hard part for most people is the internal conflict, right? The inter- the external conflict is, yes, I have a gift, but I don't even know what that is yet. The internal conflict is is basically saying, I'm not good enough, right? What's what you said. And we, yeah. and all I can tell you the truth is that we all go through that. So let's be honest with it. I'm, I, I will be the first one to raise my hand to say, I go through that, you know, almost on a, you know, daily, weekly or yearly basis to go, who am I, who am I to, to be able to be on this podcast on the ones guys, you know, for the last four and a half years and, and speaking on these types of things. Well, the only reason why we have that is because you're human, right? We're human beings, which means we have a psyche. We have this doubt. We have this, you know, shadow part of ourselves to create doubt. And that doubt, I think it's an okay thing. It's what it is, is there. It's the lizard brain speaking to us. You know, I love stuff going to talk about the lizard brain and the lizard brain is there to protect you. It's just to, 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 to let you know warning bells of whether you should pursue. The goal of, of, of what we need to do is to silence the lizard brain as much as we can. It's about to do it anyways. The lizard brain is not going to go away. It's going to constantly be there. It's to ignore the lizard brain at times, to be able to move forward. The lizard brains will tell you, you know, you got to evaluate whether it's true or not and whether or not this is actually fear. Speaking, it's like, is life or death going to be dependent on it or is it just because it's fear? And if it's just fear of you just going out there and standing in front of, you know, 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people or a million people and speaking, then it's just a fear. It's just a conceptual fear but if it's going to kill you like if you're going to you know jump out a plane without a parachute that's a problem okay that's a fear that you probably want to listen to Lawrence, you're on a roll i'm loving this this is great um you know there's something i want to jump back a little bit as you know first of all what i will say is i absolutely agree Lawrence, that you know we all have that and we all have that fear you know i'm i'm about to release an ebook which is all about getting kids to eat healthy and, and helping teach parents how to get kids to eat healthy and so you know, but I sit there and think, well, who am I? You know, who am I to say this? This is a really touchy subject. You know, talking to parents about how they look after their kids and how they feed their kids. You know, that's a that's a touchy subject, and and you know, none of us are perfect at it. None of us do things right all the time. None of us have you know a perfect home, a perfect family, and so you do ask yourself those questions all the time. And I do think that is normal, and I do think that is healthy, and and it is important, I think, to listen to that and to ask yourself whether there is truth in that it is really important but also to understand that sometimes there's not you know sometimes you know you're just being the harshest judge because often you're your own harshest critic and that you just need to step above that and realize that there's a bigger picture you know that I think the way I overcome that is I realize that there's there's more importance than my you know ego or my fear what's more important is those kids out there who need healthy food and and I want to get that message out so I just have to step up to the plate and give what I've got. And if that helps some people, that's great. If some other people don't like it, that's fine. You know, as I know you've said on some of your podcasts, Lawrence, you know, they're not my target audience. That's mm. fine. I don't need to worry about them. But but it's for those people who love it, who take it on board, who end up feeding their kids healthier food, then I think, well, that's worth it. So I have to overcome that fear. So anyway, I'm hundred percent with you on that bit, Lawrence. But I wanted to come back to one of the things you said, which was that, you know, it starts with a willingness to learn. And I reckon there's even something before that, Lawrence. You know, we've spoken before about the phases of learning, how you sort of have, you know, you start with unconscious incompetence, which is that you don't know what you don't know. And then you get to the stage of conscious incompetence, which is you realize there's something you don't know. And I think that phase, there's the, the, the key ingredient that has to be there is actually curiosity. You yeah. actually have to have the curiosity to look and to try and find and to realize that there's stuff that you don't know before you can even start thinking about learning. If you're out at the stage where you think you know it all, and we all get to that stage from time to time, I reckon. I remember one of my favorites, an old mentor of mine who I had from very early days before I even became 
a chiropractor and he was a chiropractor. He said to me, it goes in about five yearly cycles as a chiropractor. He goes, and he was in his 70s or something. I said, and, and he said to me that about every five years, you'll feel like you've got it all. You've got it all on tap. You, you're over the top. You know everything. You've got it all under control. He says, as soon as you feel like that, watch out because <laughs> mm. you're about to get hit by something. You're about to realize that you don't know anywhere near as much as you thought you did. And someone's, some piece of information, some person's going to come along and show you that Everything you're doing is wrong and you need to start from scratch and start all over again. Not, not quite that extreme but you get the idea. So I think maintaining that element of curiosity is what allows you to see that you don't know everything and that there is always more to learn. As you said, there, there's you know more than you can learn in probably a million lifetimes. Uh, there's always more that you can learn. So I think that curiosity is really important. Would you agree, Lars? I absolutely do. And, and I think the curiosity is what drives us. Like the curiosity is what drives you to focus on your particular thing that you're interested in and what drives me. Okay. You know, we all have separate podcasts just on just, I mean, if you just take a look at the three of us, right? So myself, yeah. I have another podcast called Inside the Champion's Mind. Why do I do do that? It's because I have a special interest and curiosity in understanding the human psyche and, and the brain and how it works and what, you know, what makes my mind tick and what makes other people tick in, in terms terms of behavior you know where damien has this massive uh, uh, you know psyche in terms of passion for food and nutrition and all everything about research about that where i don't and i clearly state that you know in, in the previous podcast and if you want advice now i can give you advice but i'm probably not the best person for it but i can give advice to certain types of people but i can guarantee you some of the listeners here know more about food and nutrition than i do and i'm freely admit i'm okay with that and so the, you know you have a special passion and you know you you obviously have passion in several different things i mean you look at your your paleo uh, stuff that you've been you know that's why you have that paleo show you love that stuff and because you that you dived into it and that you have a curiosity and therefore you it's naturally and yeah. the, one of the reasons why we do these podcasts is because we have a curiosity in it and so therefore we yeah. actually have a passion in it and we're actually learning just as much as you are learning we're interviewed all these guests uh, on the podcast for the last four and a half years why it's because we want to learn from them Right, it's, it's about us too, and um, you know, inside Champions Mind is you know we always say that it's really a journey for us to kind of me and Marcus just talking for us to figure our crap out, you know, inside our heads. <laughs> and you know, Lois, I reckon I actually finally figured out this week what my curiosity and my passion is. You know, I've, I've sort of, as you said, I've sort of jumped around doing so many different little bits in terms of kids eating and paleo and all those other things, and and I sat down today to try and or this week to try and figure out what it was and. And what it came down to was just about connection. It, mm. it was actually about connection and getting back connected to nature particularly, but also connected to the nature within our own bodies. Uh, and so, and all of it comes back to that, is that connection to the way our bodies are designed to be, the way our world is designed to be when it's at its best and when it's functioning the way it's supposed to. So, yeah. And there's no right or fun. wrong, right? And, and you know, I think, no. you, you know, you went out camping, I think, that, and, and that's probably one of the reasons why you, because it was like, oh, in touch, that's great to be able to find that out. And that might change. Like five years from now, we have yeah. this discussion, it might be completely different because my passion, what I was passionate about five years ago is completely different where I'm passionate now. And, um, you know, like I was a chiropractor and which I love being a chiropractor, but then I also found another passion in, in what I do now and teaching and in, inspiring and, and all that stuff. And I'm figuring it out myself. And I was just telling my wife today, actually this morning as we we're eating breakfast and she said, you know, <laughs> um, you know, she said, wouldn't life have been easier if we just, you know, if you just been staying in Perth and become a chiropractor for the rest of your life? And I go, yeah, it would have, but I would have <laughs> regretted that at the end of my life. Because I would have find easy, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, the word passion. I used this in my last talk in the summit, uh, the wellness summit. It was that you know I talk about passion. Is that it's not what you want. I read this post yesterday, and it's exactly what we kind of talked about. Is that it's not about what you want. The better question is, what are you willing to suffer through? 
you know, passion, the word passion yeah. is about suffering, right? It's not, you know, we think it's like, follow your passion. Well, it's about suffering. What are you willing to suffer through to get there? I mean, we both done exercise and you done freaking ultra marathons and, you know, you, you know, and I've been doing CrossFit for the last year. And it's like, it's not like, you know, people are passionate about exercise. Yeah, I'm passionate about exercise now. Like I never would, you know, before, you know, a year ago, I wasn't. I'm passionate about exercise. This morning I woke up at 4.50 and I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know if I really want to go, but I couldn't go back to see. I'm like, oh, well, I'm up anyways. I might as well go to, might as well go to the gym and work out at 5 30 well why it's because you know it's not like i enjoy doing those burpees this morning right it's not i was suffering through it but <laughs> no was, one enjoys burpees exactly no but you're you know you what you do is enjoy the after effect and what that does to you is willing to suffer through that to get to the end result and that's what passion is about and if you apply the same type of type of thing going into your life you know your passion is about you know there's i believe that as i start this podcast is saying the passion is about fundamentally we all want to help someone you know, it might not be health, but you want to, you know, help someone or help people in general. And so you got to follow that passion is that what are you willing to suffer through that no matter what it takes, you might, you know, it might take a long time, it might take years to kind of do that. But it, it's very important for you to kind of follow through that suffering to be able to get to the, the, the end goal and the end result is that remember, at the end of this life, is that it could be easy, or it could have been satisfactory, satisfactory, or it could be fantastically great. You know, and the thing is that I think it's better to leave this, you know, this physical body in a, having a fantastic life and looking back and creating a legacy for yourself, whatever that might be for you. And um, going back though, you know, what you said about, um, you know, I think there's the double-edged sword about following your passion thoughts and teaching is is that there is responsibility. Okay. And I think we need, you know, we don't want to gloss that over. I did say, you know, you want to do everything possible to, to teach and, and just, you know, teach to your target audience, but also take the responsibility. Like you are the best judgment of yourself, what you can teach. If you're not, if you're not an expert in anything particular, like you've done a lot of research and, you know, you, you've gathered information from a whole bunch of people who are experts. doesn't mean that you are necessarily an expert, but you can be a collector. You can be a reporter. You don't have to be an expert in that field. I don't claim to be an expert in, you know, in say nutrition, but I've actually studied enough and, 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 you know, been with Noah and Damien for quite a long time. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in it, but I can talk about it, but I would use them as the resource, not myself. I'm a reporter. I've, mm. I've you know, I'm able to gather all this information and, and I formulated a particular style of what I think is, is, uh, you know, from a nutritional, as I say, nutritional basis. It's resp- the responsibility of being a reporter and that's okay. But as long as you're clear on that not that you're going to go claim i'm going to be the nutrition expert just because i read 10 books right and i think it's yes reading 10 books on a particular topic will probably make you some sort of an expert in that area but also too, to realize that hey, you have the self-responsibility and um a responsibility to the people that you're teaching that they know where you got that information from and why you were an expert and i think that's there's a clear distinction and i could go for it i said there's one part of my brain that says go for it become you know amazing share your message but also have the responsibility side that you know that you 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 only speak on something that you're absolutely know the truth of and uh, and be willing to to accept the fact that you might change your mind later that that you were wrong i think that's really important yeah. of, of being an expert Absolutely. And what you're saying is, is, you know, relying on the expertise of others. And we do that all the time. I do that all the time in practice, in my books, in my, you know, stuff that I write. Because, and, you know, the funny thing is that I think when I first started as a chiropractor in practice, you, I kind of felt like I should know everything and I should be able to help everyone with everything. And so I didn't like saying, I don't know. And I didn't like saying, um, well, someone else says this, you know. But what I realized as I went through practice was that actually, People respected me far more for saying, I don't know, or they loved it when I could actually tell them, well, this expert in the field says 
X, Y, Z. And so what I realized was that by, by reading widely, by, by relying on these other experts and bringing their information, you know, people love it when you can bring that information together and present it to them. They don't expect you to know everything. They don't expect you to have everything right there at hand. But if you're willing to gather that information for them and present that to them, they will then have you as their absolute guru, as their expert, because they know that you won't lie to them. You won't, I was going to say, BS them. Um, you know, you, you won't you won't just say it to them because you want to feel right or you want to feel important or you know whatever. You'll actually say it if you know it, but if you don't know it, you'll go find it for them. And people find that way more valuable than someone who just sprouts out as if they know everything when they don't. Absolutely, and there's so many things that that that's um that that you actually have to do to kind of get to you know um to a level where you become an expert in the community. There's a difference between uh, being an expert to your family members, <laughs> friends and family, and then there's a difference of uh, of being an expert to uh, masses of people. And I think you got to realize that there's a lot of different components there. You got to make sure that there's so many things that has to be handled uh, in order for you to be perceived or even um, have the title of being an expert. It's not just like putting your name on it and go, "I'm an expert in this." Well, maybe, but. In this day and, day and age, you'll be found out very, very quickly uh, if you're not. You can't just name yourself. Like maybe 10, 20 years ago, you could do that. But right now, if you just call yourself an expert, even though you have no credentials or you actually don't prove it or your, your website don't show it or you don't have the background for it, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be found out. So it's very important that you actually do your homework and na- make sure you follow certain steps. And I think it's important to recognize that, you know, for me as being an expert, if you really truly want to become an expert and take your knowledge and you have some health knowledge and you have a background, say you actually have a degree in something and you actually studied this and, you know, and uh, uh, a master's in something – then I think it's about firstly build your tribe, right? You got to find who you who's going to be who's the tribe that's going to follow you, right? It's not everybody. If you try to appeal to everybody, no one's going to listen. So it's very important that you recognize that there's only certain people who are willing to listen to you and find out who they want to be and make sure that those the tribe is actually people you actually want to hang out with, right? There's no worse than having building a tribe of people that you actually <laughs> don't like, uh, don't like to hang out with either. So I think it's really important to learn to build a tribe. Second thing is learn to create your message. Learn how to, to figure out the message properly. You got to really focus. See, it's not about making things complicated. We live in a world where it needs to be simplified. We need, there's a, you know, a whole process I take people through. It's very, you need to simplify your message. People don't need to have confusing messages. We already have enough confusion and enough interruptions in our lives. We need to make it simple. We need to people to understand it and you need to take all your expertise and everything that you know in your past and, and, and knowing your marketplace and, you know, and, and how they, the message needs to be received. You need to figure that out because, you know, for podcasting, that's only one way of distributing. Right. There's going to be blogs and the way you write, you know, you know, Brett, you're a fantastic writer and that's why you, you know, create ebooks and, you know, you got an ebook coming out, which is fantastic, right? Because your natural tendency is to write, which is, you know, that's, and also your audience may be, you got to make sure that if you're writing and your audience doesn't read, then that's going to be a problem, <laughs> right? So you just want to make sure that the, the mode you decide to, to do it in is make sure it's the mode that people actually want to uh, receive it in. And so obviously you guys are listening to this. You guys are, you know, listeners to podcasts because you love to listen to podcasts and so therefore we're, we're transmitting our are transmitting our messages through this airway and the last thing i say once you define your message creating your intellectual property what we call ip then it's about launching it out there and 
the whole process of launching and actually getting it out to the masses so that people actually hear your message. And if you do those three things properly, if you, you know, create, build the tribe, you know, create the message properly, and then you launch properly, then all of a sudden you can actually build a whole career around this. And this is just for the advanced people. I'm not talking about everybody, but if you take the same theory to a small group of people, it's about building your tribe. What your tribe could just be your family member. And then you got to create the message because you got to remember what you learned. You remember you are the so-called expert in, you know, amongst your family, say your parents or your, you know, brothers and sisters and, and your close friends. You read all these books. They haven't. So therefore, yeah. you need to figure out how to simplify the message that's, you know, what we've been talking about or what, you know, some experts have been talking about reading after their book to uh, in a language that they can actually understand, right? Um, and, and not just understand, but, but be able to act upon as well, right? Yes. So that, that you need to be, you need to set them out a plan that works for them, which may not be the same one that worked for you, that's going to help them understand it, but also be able to implement it into their life. Exactly. I mean, you know, there's so many different types of versions of, you know, lifestyles and so many. Let me, let's take exercise, for example. You know what I mean? Um, you tried a whole bunch of exercises and I've tried a whole bunch of, like, you know what? Like, n- not to, to, to go on about CrossFit, but I enjoy CrossFit because of, not because of CrossFit. I enjoy it because of the community, the box I'm in and the people that are in it and the rituals that are actually within. I've learned a lot from that. Now, if I went to an, which I have been, I've been to another CrossFit gym. I didn't like it. So it's not CrossFit, right? It's the actual people. It's the community. Uh, it's the tribe that I actually attracted to and what I've learned from it. And so it's not the exercise that will make you better or not. Uh, it's about the tribe and the community. So make sure you form your community properly. So in, 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 in this case is that your community is your family members and make sure that you want to create that, that lifestyle and plus that they actually want it. If they don't want to listen yeah. or they're not interested in it, what's the point, right? What's the point? I know you want to, you know, be a model and encourage that, but at the end of the day, you can't convince someone who doesn't want to listen, who's on the opposite side, who's the, have the opinion. There's why waste your energy? Go search for people who are going to be similar to your tribe. Come to the wellness summit because those are your tribe members. Come to the wellness summit because yeah. those people are people who are just like you, who are interested in what you wanted to connect with them because that's the community. And, and eventually, you know, if you lead the way, if you lead by example with yourself, if you find the people who want to make the changes and help them make the changes, then eventually maybe that person who doesn't want to make the changes right now is going to look at you and is going to look at those people you've helped and say, hey, maybe there's something to that. And then eventually when they're ready, they come to you and ask the question and then you're in and away you go, right? That's right. And, and you know, going back to the original question of, you know, who am I? Well, why not you? You know, I mean, I, I was actually going to do a blog post and I'll probably do this. I'm not sure if it's going to come up before or after. Um, it's that I, I thought of this concept of the words, why me, right? Now, why me could be mean, have two separate meanings. It could be, oh, why me? Like, why does this have to be me? Like, why would it happen to me? Like, poor me? Like, you know, it's, yeah. you know, like I, you know, that this is just, why does it always happen to me? Well, it's a statement, a declaration, right? Almost like a victimhood. Or it could be, why me? Like, why not yeah. me? Like, it's not, rather than whining, it's about winning. It's about owning it and responsibility. Like, why me? Like, why not me to be able to get out there and question and yeah. to give you the answers that why not me? Should, why shouldn't it be me out there to actually be the one who, um, who's, sta- who's standing out there and actually teaching people and leading people? And it's about leadership. And we all need leadership in many different level, levels. We need leadership who, who move millions of people. We also need leadership who lead one person because we all have different skill sets and we all have different experiences and, and, and geniuses. And I think we need to lean on a genius and help others by having everybody in the world living into their true genius. That's my opinion. And, you know, the other flip to that, Lawrence, is if not me, then who? Mm. 
exactly. because there are people out there who need help. You know, just look at look at our society. Just walk down the street. There are people who desperately need help. And so if everyone waits until they're perfect before helping those people, then, then who's actually going to help those people? Who's actually going to make a difference to these kids growing up? Who's going to make a difference to this next generation? You know, someone has to step up and do it. And you have information that can help those people. You know, who are you to not share that? That's how I look at it. Hmm. And there's so much stuff that, that, that you can do. And I think it's, you know, if you're going to leave with anything in this podcast, I hope that you have the inspiration and motivation to live to your potential, whatever that might be in anything. And it might be in finance and it might be in, um, you know, in, in some, in your business, whatever it is, I encourage you to live that passion, follow that passion and continue with it. And there's no, there's never been a overnight success. I love Gary Vaynerchuk to talk about the, my overnight success that, that took 30 years. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's exactly what happened to us. None of us, you know, all started with one podcast, right? This show has been going on for uh, 235 episodes. Like it all started with one, right? It all starts with one person and one person becomes two, two becomes four and, and so on and so forth. And it's about beginning. It's about getting started and figuring it out. And how do you find that message? And so I hope you got a lot out of this um, podcast and I hope that it encouraged you in some ways a little bit different than most of us other topics we've been talking about. But I think it's an important topic to encourage each one of us as listeners here um, to be able to help someone, uh, someone in the world because someone is waiting for you to listen. Uh, Someone is listening to what you have to say. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like I said, go to facebook.com slash the wellness guys or the wellness couch. If this has been interesting to you, love to join in the conversation there. Um, leave us a message. If you want to know more information about Brett's book or, you know, my programs or anything, please just go to facebook.com, the wellness guys and send us a message there. And I'd love to connect you uh, to us. Um, also, while you're there on Facebook, please like us and share this podcast with other friends and family. And maybe that's the one thing you need to teach others, right? But just by mm-hmm. rather than you teaching them, maybe you need to just direct them to the podcast for those so they can have a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a great rating and and uh, leave a comment on iTunes so that we can be searched across the world. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your life. Lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold-out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough, and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookies, Joe Whitten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.